Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. He was Bill Bailey in the original West End production of Cats, uh, joining in the 90s. So welcome, Damian Delaney, and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Mike. Good to be here. I'm excited to have you. I think, you know, Bill Bailey's an interesting character because he's been renamed. But I also, yeah. you know, this was the run of Cats in the West End that went for 20 plus years. So yeah. I know you joined kind of midway through, uh, but I'd love to hear what, you know, I always ask everyone, was it the 1998 movie that got you kind of into Cats, but you you predate that. So I would love to hear kind of like where your history of Cats was before you were cast in the show. Um, I'm originally from Ireland, so I'm from Cork in the south of Ireland, and I saw the very first UK tour uh, in 1989, which came to Dublin. So I was 14 then when I saw the show. And I think I was just hooked on it after that. Um, I think I broke the cast cord in the cassette they had a bit from saying it too much. Um, and then I went to college in London when I was 18. Um, and in my second year of college, I auditioned for the show. And they, the feedback was they, they were interested, but they wanted me to finish out my training. So throughout my second year, I still carried on auditioning for the show because they would do cast changes every six months. Not full cast changes, just maybe one or two people may leave. And then I, in the summer of my, um, in the summer of my second year, I auditioned for Gillian Lynn for another one of her shows, which is recent show called Pickwick, um, which is doing a run for Christmas in Manchester Opera House, and was cast in that. But then I had to pull out because I dislocated my knee about two wow. weeks before and this is the end of 1995 i then auditioned for the show one more time at the beginning of 96 after i'd gotten over my knee injury and then i was cast in the show as bill bailey originally they thought i was maybe going to be a swing first but then i was offered them the track of bill bailey yeah so take me back to 14 year old you yeah when you saw the tour how much of the I mean, I, so I've, I've always thought that kids, it's go, everything goes over their head as a kid, and so it's just cats mm-hmm. and entertaining. Adults, you probably get it, and at that point, you, you're kind of reading between the lines. What yeah. about 14-year-old you? How much of, like, the, you know, the innuendos and some of the darker parts of the show, like, how much of that did you, did you pick up on uh, think, when you saw it? Um, maybe the innuendo probably went a little bit over my head. Um, I think because I, really, I started dancing maybe two years previous, so I think I was more taken aback by how brilliant the dancing was and the singing, etc. Um, a lot of people that were in that company of the first time I saw the show were then in it with me when I joined the show in London. So, for instance, the woman who played Isabella, she is from Valerina on the cat video. Wow. Yeah. So, they're, they're a lot. And so, you, you mentioned about the 1988. So, They've made that video when I was still in the show. So some of the cast members from my show were in that video. So Armistopolis plays Phil Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had ex-cast members. They'd send people over from Broadway to be in that video as well. So, yeah, it's a very, very special time. 
So you were basically in college, in university, you were you were told, hey, we're, we want you, but you got to finish. And then you had an injury and all kinds of stuff. So between when yeah. you did that first uh, audition to when you actually went on the first time as Bill Bailey, how long was that? Um, oh God, I think I auditioned for the show over a whole period of a whole year getting called back um, because when they would cast, they would obviously ask everyone if they were interested in leaving or not. And sometimes they didn't know who was going to go. So they would keep bringing me back depending on what roles I was maybe right for. Um, so yeah, it was probably over the course of a year and I started rehearsals in February 1996 and then we opened in April um, 1996. Okay. So it feels like a lot of time ago. <laughs> And you said that about every six months they kind of bring new people in. When yeah, were, and in, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, in 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 London, you could um, you could only stay with the show for uh, only two, after two years. You'd have to leave. Um, I know it's different in New York, but they would either offer a year contract or six months. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you so you basically everyone on that show had a time limit. You can only do it for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Okay. So when you join, you know, you're yeah. midway-ish in the run. I don't think, you know, at that point you probably didn't know it was midway, but you're, it's been going on yeah. for years at this point. Yeah. What is the introduction to you as a new cast member? Like, how do you get taught the show? Because like a lot of people I've talked to are a tour or the Broadway revival where it's like, they're kind of coming and they're starting it from zero and you're coming yeah. into this like well-established production so how do they kind of train <clears throat> you for that particular role <clears throat> well they, I, I didn't join by myself there was i think i mentioned earlier there were probably around seven or eight people from that uk tour that i had seen so there was maybe about 12 of us that joined the show at that time um and there's the woman called Tiffy cartwright who was the associate mm -hmm. on board very recently um <clears throat> she put us into the show um, so I think on the first day we sat down and we had the whole story about casting, given three words to our characters. Um, and then we started to learn the show starting from the opening and work the way. Actually, no, that's a lie. We learned the jellical ball first. Yeah. Okay. Because then uh, sometimes at the end of a long day, she would, they would just go, right, we're going to do the jellical ball from the beginning to end. When you're really tired, you start to the stamina up. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a, you know, a long and exhausting <clears throat> piece. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you, uh, do you remember much of that? You know, you were told the story. I, I've heard so many times that Chrissy Cartwright's like given the story and like you, you get this told this, the lore and I've been trying to piece it together as a fan, but what can you like, what do you remember about that experience? And like, what were you told is if you were going to explain it to somebody well, watching it for the first time? It, I don't remember. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? I don't really remember the ins and outs of it. I think it feels such a long time ago. Um, it was basically that we were a tribe. Um, she talked about each, the, each, each of the different characters and their relationships to each other. Um, and you were kind of given, I suppose, an over arc of the show. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't remember the A to B to C to D, um, okay. which is not helping you, I guess. <laughs> Well, you know, and I think that's where it's like it's the the cat's Bible and the lore of it yeah. has kind of preserved throughout the years, but has also changed a little bit production yeah. to production. Yeah. Do you remember um, your just, three words? Uh, I was trying to think of this earlier. I thought you might ask me 
I want to say it was playful, young, and curious. Okay. I think that they may have changed, to be honest. Yeah. I, well, and I think they changed them for Tumble Brutus because I was able to find right, Tumble yeah. Brutus's words, um, <clears throat> but I wasn't able to find Bill Bailey's words. Yeah. And so um, I had chaotic, imprudent, and funny for right, Tumble okay. Brutus. Yeah, because I, I didn't, I don't tumble, but the the guy who came in to play Carbox, he did tumble, so they swapped that round. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the reaction was. Like, I, I find this period a little bit fascinating in the sense that like there's no social media. It's kind yeah. of a unique show to begin with. So what yeah. was the fan reaction like in the 90s when you're doing this? Like, what was it? Were there people it, traveling in or was it like the super fans? Yeah, I mean, day? there were, you know, it, it, it was the show to be in. I suppose it still is the show to be in as a dancer. Um, and it was still the hot ticket in London back in, in the, you know, all the way through the 80s and the 90s. It, it, it was huge. Um, it was, you know, it, we, we still, you know, when I joined the show, that was what, 15 years in, it was still playing packed houses every single week. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the picture of the stage at the New London where the theatre was because there's, mm-hmm. there's a revolve. So when you sat, if you're in the stalls at the back of the stalls, you're sat at the beginning looking at the back of the set. You're enjoying the overture. The set revolves when the, when the cats come out and, and do flashing eyes. Um, that's the only version they have that's got the revolve. And that revolve is still there actually. They use it in, in development at the moment. Wow. So you, so yeah. it's it basically spins its way in, and that's when you do yeah. your green eyes. So were yeah, you exactly. there, or were there people still in the audience during that part? People are in the audience, and as, as the set starts to evolve, you either come from upstairs in the, in the circle, or you come out from different parts, either through the set, um, and then go to your place. To Got it. Okay. Set. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about more about Bill Bailey. So yeah. tell me a little bit about what you know you were told. I mean, I know you said your three words, but how did you play your character into the story? I really took on board the him being because he's a kitten, being really young and playful, and I suppose um, impressionable. Um, he would play around a lot with Carbocity. Um, and would if there were trouble or maybe during any of the McCavity scares or when Isabella came on, he would more than likely either go to Gimbleshanks or to Jenny Eddie not to be looked after. Um, he was just having, I think, having a lot of fun. As you know, we did a lot of improvisation and stuff during our original rehearsals, falling around and just getting used to how those how cats move and stuff like that. And I think it was important to and integrate that within the show as well. Um, and I think the more you get used to being on stage with people, I think you you then allow the character to grow, I suppose, organically um, with, 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 with different people throughout the show. Completely. Completely. Yeah. So I, with Tumble Brutus and Bill Bailey and some of the other yeah. kittens, I, I've always kind of wondered, I, I made a case for almost everybody at why I still think they're more right. than Grizabella. But yeah. did you, like when you're in the show and you're playing, do you actually even think you're, a, you have a chance to be the Jellicle choice or are you just kind of happy to be at the ball? Um, I think because uh, you're a kitten, I think you're happy to be at the ball because you look up to the older cats, I guess. Um, and I suppose you're, you're, I suppose, being Bill Bailey, you're not, I suppose, one of the central players who's offering up 
each you know each of the numbers as is as those is an offer up and their chance to showcase their talents for you know to be to be chosen and as Bill Bailey you, you know apart from dancing throughout the show you don't have a an actual number um but I I, I see what you mean um yeah yeah I think it's interesting when you were told that and I know you don't remember all of it but when you're told the kind of the bible of cats yeah. I'm I've yeah. always kind of interpreted it as this, it's like everyone wants to be the choice and some of the cats know that they aren't realistic yeah but they still kind of want to be the choice and so it's kind of interesting to hear from some of the characters that are less likely to be the choice if that's how at all how you play it or if it's more of just like I was never even consideration. I'm just there to have a good time. I think like, you know, some of the tuggers feel like I'm just there to kind of run. I, I think from my point of view, I was definitely there to have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're just yeah. there to enjoy yeah, the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And hoping that maybe in years to come, when I get old, that maybe then I would then be able to put myself forward to have that chance to be reborn. Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned Carbuckety, but what other cats did you have kind of relationships with? Um, we had Electra and etc. who were the uh, other kind of, I suppose, kittens as well as Victoria. Um, mainly, um, mainly Carbocity, um, Jenny Any Dots, Jelly Lorem, Skimble Shanks, um, uh, Cory Capat and Tantum Mall would scare the living daylights out of me, as well as Cassandra. Um, and Alonzo was just always very aloof towards towards um kittens just didn't get us <laughs> okay that's yeah. interesting so the the twins and cassandra are kind of terrifying i mean they i think they're a scary part of the show once you really understand yeah they, they are do. yeah 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 absolutely um and i think when i when i very first saw the show i didn't really kind of zone into that amount of detail i mean jillian's work is just so genius and clever it wasn't until i'd gone back and seen a property in london that after a few times, I really connected because I was able to watch maybe somebody the whole way through the show and see how their characters develop and see the narrative. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. They, those yeah. three are, especially Corey Pat and Tantum, although it's, it's great. Yeah, the um, the I, I've interviewed a, a bunch of people who've been Tantum Isle and the, you know the other the twins in general and Cassandra, yeah. and everyone's always like, look, if you happen to know to look for me, or you yeah. happen to catch us. And being for a treat during the show because they're going to cue stuff that you didn't realize, and and it's not yeah. something that I knew anything about the times I saw the show. Yeah, we we had an amazing. They were actually they were their husband and wife, um, Samantha Biddle and Robbie Yield. They were our core patent and smart, and they'd done it on that tour that I mentioned earlier. But they were absolutely amazing. They were so in sync and so together. It was like watching one person move. It was amazing. Awesome. That's so yeah. cool. I want to switch gears and do a little bit of rapid fire. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, if you could play any cat at any moment, um, you know, you can forget whether it's male, female, or yeah. if it's a, you know, something that you think you could physically do or skilled to do, like which character would you want to just play for one day? Demeter. <laughs> Demeter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a little bit more of why. Um, I think I'm at that age now where I've probably had, you know, I've not had a troubled past, but there've been moments where, you know, I could probably bring some of that to her anxiety that she has throughout the show. And also she's quite sassy. Um, I definitely think I could be on board with that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's the dark part of the show that no one yeah. told me that now yeah. that you do some digging, it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it's also, I think, one of the best songs uh, with her. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who are your favorite and least favorite cats? Uh, I'm definitely Mungo Jerry. I only studied him as well, so I got to play him a few times. Um, who else? Um, Jenny Annie Dot. Demetra Bomb be my favourite. Um, my least favourite? No, oh, I'm not sure if I have any, to be honest. My least favourite? I don't think I have any. Oh, you've <laughs> got to have somebody. Um, oh, God. Maybe... Hmm, that's hard. Um... Maybe Cassandra. Uh, so let me ask it a different way. If you yeah. are as Bill Bailey, yeah, which which cat is bugging you the most? Oh, uh, probably Cassandra, and actually probably Corkapat and Tantamai because I'm so young in that sense that I don't understand them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So, so yeah, they, yeah, they're they're scaring you still. Yeah. Yeah. What about your favorite song from the show? Um. McCavity. Yeah, I, that's yeah. that's mine too. I, it's, yeah. it's the one that I think is most interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, and so uh, this is kind of a, a more fun one, but yeah. if you look at the cats personality-wise, mm. which cat do you think is was probably living their best life in the '90s when you know when you were on stage? Which you know who would live in that era and that time frame best? Definitely Tugger. Tugger just rocking yeah. out. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tug- Tugger second, seems to, yeah, second to that, probably Bombay Arena. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so Tugger seems to fit like every era. It seems like yeah. Know? It's like okay, look, I can put him in the seventies or eighties, yeah, nineties. Um, I think Bomb is the one where, for me, I mean, just in the U.S., it's you know, I I kind of thought of the. I could see Bomb wearing the neon and yeah, you know, all that stuff and just kind of yeah. jazzercising and doing all yeah. the fun things. <laughs> Yeah. So I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So my, my kind of million dollar question is I've argued at length about Grizabella not being the right jellical choice. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you, you know, if you're old Deuteronomy and yeah. you're making the decision, are you picking Grizabella or are you choosing somebody else if you got to, to rewrite the ending? I think I would choose Gus. Okay. Give me your Gus de- uh, defense. I, he's been around a long time, as has Gisabella, and I think he has earned his stripes, you know, from his world of being, I suppose, an actor in the previous day, which you get to see at the top of Act 2 when he goes into his, uh, into the Aria and stuff like that. And I think he, if, you, you know, how in the UK, the, um, the Queen gives out order of service and she knights people and she medals. I think he, he deserves it for his um, work towards acting in his younger days. Yeah, I think Gus is yeah. such a worthy choice. And I think a lot yeah. of arguments for Grizabella you could make just as easily for Gus. Yeah, 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 absolutely. What do you think is the reason that Grizabella is chosen every night? Besides, obviously, someone wrote yeah. it that way. I think it allows the audience to, I suppose, feel empathy towards the character. So trying to have that arc and narrative towards the show where you start off where the, the tribe I suppose hates her and the outcast her to then we see an act two where they accept her and they 
obviously take her on 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 the journey. I think you know she's probably at that age where she, I suppose, <laughs> needs to be reborn. I guess. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because everything you just said, if you change that to he, I could have thought yeah. you were talking about Gus. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is fun. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I appreciate you you coming on and, and sharing a little bit about right. your experience and, you know, making a, any non-Grizabella argument is a good argument in my book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how can we stay in touch? What are you working on? What's your social media? Um, I, I, don't, I don't perform anymore now. I teach. So I teach at the University of the Conservatory. I've worked there for over 13 years. And actually, I work with uh, Drew Varley, who's the Mungo Jerry on the video. We work together. He teaches as well with me. Um, so, yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, on What is my handle? I should know that. Um, it's Damien, Damien D13. Amazing. And we'll link that, too, so for everyone can see and, and and stay in touch. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and share about your experience and talk about Bill yeah. Bailey and yeah. uh, give the, the non-Grizabelle argument, which is what yeah. this whole podcast is about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you you coming out to, to record with me. Brilliant. Thank you, Mike. Cheers. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Die, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Wrong Cat Died, or check out our website, thewrongcatdied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.